next month, right, for businesses. So if you, um, we just want to make some resources available, especially if you're a new business owner. Um, we just have, we just put, um, there's, I, I old school sticky note, because that's what I do. I old school sticky noted where I got these resources so that you could write down the, or take a picture of the website, or you can, if you'd like, you can flip through these resources. But um, I put together like the IRS and the Small Business um, Administration's handbooks for starting a business. So if you need tips on that, um, I wrote the website down so you can go there yourself, or you know, we can make you a copy of this if you really, really want to. And then we have two different handouts on um, tax deductions for small businesses. So if you're not exactly sure what you can deduct off your taxes as a small business, this is a directory for you. So of course you can flip through this, um, but you know, like how much can I write off on mileage? And does this qualify? This has everything, all of your questions answered in these directories. So you're welcome to check these out or take a picture of where I got the materials on the website. Um, I think that's it. Don't forget to turn in those forms to me before you leave today. Thank you, thank you, I'll take those now. Thank you. Take those now. And as you know, I'm married to the most wonderful businessman on the planet, Eric Deaton. At least in my opinion. And um, he's going to, we have a couple of people we want to introduce you today to today as well. So I'll get you the mic. Did y'all enjoy that service today? Oh, yeah. oh, great. Awesome. I enjoy this, uh, this, set, this group of people. I think this is fun. And, uh, you know, it just takes one um, that gets it, you know, that, uh, that we're all trying to walk in the favor of God and in the blessing of God. And, you know, it just takes one divine appointment that changes everything. And uh, so there could be somebody in here that writes the check for the whole church building. That's what I'm believing. It just yeah. takes one. It just takes one, and I, as I got up this morning, I was praying, I was just, I just, I just keep rolling that on, and why not it be you? Yeah. You know, that's the way you got to think, is why not me? Why can't, why can't I be the one, you know? And so, when you're putting these principles of the Word of God into practice, and then begin to put the natural things to that, and then that's, that's how, that's how you begin to grow, and um, so that's what we're trying to do, is, is help you not only, um, you know, from, a, from the church's perspective, help with the church, but also for, for your perspective, walk in the greatest prosperity and abundance that you've ever walked in, because yeah. uh, this is the year to do it, amen? amen. So today, uh, we've asked a couple to share a testimony, and they're, they're new, so I thought it'd be a good way to introduce them. Newer, I guess. Kyle and Brittany Hughes, recently married, been married for five months. Uh, Brittany has been a real estate agent for seven years. Kyle has owned KH Services since 2016, but uh, didn't fully step into that operation until uh, 2018 when they had moved to Tulsa, or after he moved to Tulsa. So their initial reason for wanting to purchase uh, or pursue business was to experience freedom of finances and flexibility of schedule in order to go to the nations. And so they've been into over 10 countries for missions and been part of 15 uh, missions projects. And that's one thing that, as a business owner, you know, you're kind of in charge of your own schedule most of the time. And uh, so you can, 
It not only affords you the opportunity to pay for your, your own missions trips, you don't have to garner support from other people, uh, but you can also uh, go on and, and minister to other people. So they said, we truly believe in the kingdom business to bring wealth to the world and turn it into heaven on earth and turn it back into the kingdom of God. So they're going to come up and share a few minutes with you of their testimony, and then I'll be back with you. So please welcome Kyle and Brittany Hughes. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, good afternoon. Uh, we're so honored to be here and just have uh, a few minutes just to kind of share a little of our heart. And um, we recently just went to the Kingdom Business down in Tampa um, at the River Church with Ronnie Howard Brown. And so we wanted just to share a little bit of uh, the notes that we had from that uh, to kind of bring it back to this Kingdom Business uh, meeting. Um, it's really cool how it all works out, though, because, you know, we both were doing business. Um, I was up in Tulsa doing missions. Uh, I was part of a missions ministry for four years, and I had a business, and it kind of just was part-time stuff. And then we got in a relationship, and I moved back here. We got married and got connected here, and it was so cool how it aligned. Of The, the first word uh, that we got to receive from, for the year was the level maximum, highest level attainable. And it kind of just... I don't know, it just really helped propel and launch us. Um, you say something. Okay, so yeah, Nikki had asked us to come speak. Um, we had recently did go to Tampa to a Kingdom Business Conference, and we'd been planning to go to this conference for a while. Um, before we got married, we really wanted to go. We kind of met in Tampa. I had moved there to go to um, Rodney Howard Brown's worship school there, um, but then the Lord called me back here. So um, we had just been planning to go to that conference. It's uh, their winter camp meeting. And um, before that, um, you know, we recently started coming here right before we got married. And um, we just kept, you know, getting inspired to, like, do the call of God in our life. So we both have been to several nations and have done a lot of missions projects. That's what he was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for four years doing. Um, but a lot of that, it, it grew, you know, when we got married because our vision's like, came together and it's like, let's do this. But we also, our heart was starting to grow, um, for business too. And we just like kept getting, you know, like, and we came to the last kingdom business that we had and we're just getting so excited. So we go to go to this conference down in Florida and we realize that when they announced like the theme of it and everything, it was called kingdom business. So we had already been planning to go there. And then we had already, you know, been, our hearts have been ignited for a business and just to really go after that and grow that. And before, and um, I know Eric introduced us and kind of what we did, I did do real estate. I've done it for seven years, and I've always just been like, well, I'll do missions and kind of have this on the side. Um, but I recently, in the last couple of years, have, I've, I've been a Christian since I was like five years old, but in the last couple of years, I really learned about faith, and it's just expanded my vision in so many ways. To, so it's like, when we got married, it was like vision just like took off. And I'm like, no, this is, this is like a calling now for my business. It's not just to have on the side. It's almost like if you're in business, then, you know, do it into the Lord. But he's called you to be able to fund the kingdom. He's called you to be able to do so much. And it's like you can't do that until you step into that. And so he's going to share a little bit of the things that we learned um, going down. So the whole conference was a week long. 
Um, Started off as a week. As, yeah. It was so good. We wish we could have stayed for the whole thing because it ended up going for four weeks. So he did, the, he did four weeks of the Kingdom Conference. It's all online, so you can go back and look at it. And they did it day and night. Um, and their services, they're about four hours long, but um, you can fast forward if you want to, you know, just listen to the teachings. But there was just so many good nuggets that you're just, I mean, like, oh, my goodness, where it just expanded our minds to even go beyond what we even thought just prospering in business to be able to, you know, fund this and fund that. Um, so he's going to kind of talk about things. Yeah, one thing that we positioned in our heart on the drive there, we drove there, um, was like um, Dr. Savelle was sharing this morning, we had an expectation going into that conference. It wasn't just, you know, a fun getaway. I mean, if you go down to, to there for a conference, there's no free time. So you're not like enjoying the beach or anything. So you might as well take an expectation with you. And so we already know, like, have a, a general understanding of like a, the purpose for prosperity, you know, so we can have money and just have the freedoms and things like that but one session he really really like honed in on that and it was the purpose uh for prosperity in business and he he shared out a deuteronomy fifteen six. it says for the lord your god will bless you just as he promised you you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow you shall reign over many nations but they shall not reign over you and we've heard that you know, be the, you know, be the lender, not the borrower. But the way he unfolded it, really, a lot of times, he actually said, if your pastor's in here, you're not going to get this. Your mind can't go that far. This is for the business people. Because what he did is he, he just shared, he, he really looks into the depth of like historical things and like financial things across the world. And he said, just close your eyes for a second. And he said, you know, think of different nations. And uh, I forget what nation it was, but it was an African nation. And he said, you know, you have if you're thriving in business and you're prosperous in business, you can truly live out this. What it says is you can lend to many nations because there are so many nations out there that are part of the World Bank. And I don't know all that stuff. I try not to get in all that, stay in my lane. But he was saying that there's so many nations that are so far in debt, but they're relying on other countries. And he said, why can't, you know, the church, the kingdom business leaders be the lender to those nations, to help set those nations free, to go in there. And when you do that, when you, your finances allow and open doors for the gospel to go forth. And he was just sharing about going into a nation and, you know, you know, just buy your funds, pretty much setting a lot of their debts free, but then in return, asking for the open doors or putting that negotiation on, we want the airwaves, we want, you know, free reign throughout the whole nation uh, to share the gospel and um, so it really just opened my mind because I've always had the heart to, when I go on these mission trips, I'm thinking like, you know, we're, we're preaching on prosperity, the blessings, the promises of God, but how, how can we actually do that for these people? You know, in the, in the church, you know, these small um, churches that have, you know, these either new believers or people that have been, you know, trying and sacrificing and doing all this stuff but not ever seeing a reward. How, how great would that be if we can just help financially because we're we're free financially by being kingdom business leaders and help establish businesses in these other nations where you know now other the secular people are like why is your business thriving why is your business successful and it all comes back to the gospel and so that really like opened my mind and I'm like lord you know if we do have the finances we can set nations free and have the open doors you know where there weren't were closed to the gospel so that was really cool. One, one thing, or two things. So the scripture that he just read about um, 
and nations, you shall lend to nations. I've, I don't know if anyone knows Jonathan Shuttlesworth, but he was here um, on Thursday night. But I've heard him say this. When you, um, when you take the Bible literally, you'll get literal results. And a lot of times we think, oh, it's just like governors that were, you know, to lend to nations. No, like you can lend to nations. Yeah. The way that um, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown brought it, like he said, you have to expand your mind. Um, because think about it. If you had a whole, like the, like the whole, like Fort Worth, if it was ran by faith-believing believers, you know, what if the, like T-Mobile was ran by like believers and, and just running a whole community from that. And that's, that's what he was talking about because then you can give to other nations. You can actually from your business. And I know that seems like it's way out there, but that's what he was encouraging us to do to expand our mind, to even think like that. And then, um, Another thing he had asked when he was talking about all this, um, he said, um, what would you do with, um, if someone were to give you a billion dollars? And, you know, everyone's, you know, shouting out answers and stuff, and we're all looking like a fool. Because <laughs> we didn't, uh, well, he, we didn't fully understand what he was saying, because if, some, if I were to give you a billion dollars, like, the bank wouldn't even take that for you, because that's so much money. Like, it's so much money, like, you can't, yeah, and, and the top of the top people, they're going to put a hold on it. I mean, you could probably go into depth about that, but I don't know all the, because we're, we're, you know, I'm not up to that level to know exactly, you know, because I, I even heard him say that um, if you don't set it up correctly, like it can get lost in a third world country. Um, because, you, won't, you won't see that billion. It may have been given to you, but you won't see it. And you can't put, you know, money, that amount, you're not going to put that into trust. You're not going to put that into savings because you're never going to see it. And it's, he really tied it into like just you have to have it in assets and assets for the kingdom. But also, too, if there's a belief, like believers that have banks and are running banks to be able not to, to take people's money when it comes to that level of and he just really, does that make sense to y'all? I, I don't, I'm not on that level to know like how banks work at that level. But when money is that big and being transferred back and forth that big, there's, um, there's a lot into it where you can't just transfer someone a billion dollars. Yeah, from that, I really just took like, don't limit a limitless God with your finite, finite understanding. And, you know, when you think about that, it's like we are, you know, business people, but for the kingdom. Like we're not just business people just to, accumulate you know all this money for ourselves so we can have cool cars and stuff like and i i get it to i'll get this to another point further down but it's like you know i'll do it now it's like are is your business a kingdom business or a castle business is what he, he shared in that is it uh are you trying to advance the kingdom with your business or are you trying to just build your castle is your business about you or is it about the kingdom do you have a eternity goal with your with your business you know so many people and he, you know he kind of i don't know jabs at people and he's like yeah so many people are like yeah once i get a million dollars i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and he's like no you're not no you're not like that's the world has such a strong pull on it like so he's like you have to keep these eternal goals before you and your business like you can personally like you can have all the goals personally that you want to do at your business but if you're not sharing those with the culture of your business then you're not going to have people in your business that are going to go after those same goals, those kingdom goals, those eternity goals that you have. And uh, another note um, that they really, really harped on, and I, I love it because it's so true. You can have this big, big, big business, you know, that's so great and so thriving, but your business is only going to go as far as your character will take you. 
It's, um, he says, your anointing will get you there, but your character will keep you there. So you can build, you can build this fan, you know, fanatical team that is, you know, has all this talent and, you know, has a lot of experience with this. But if you got poor character and poor integrity, that's going to just wither away. That's not going to last. You know, and it kind of goes back to tying it to eternity. You know, if you, if your heart is positioned for this business, you know, if you want to steward that business, it's an idea or vision that God gave you, then never forget that. You know, never think that you're the one that did this. You know, kind of like what uh, Dr. Savelle was saying about just movements. That's the same thing with businesses. Once you think that you established that, but it was something that God put it in you, that's going to just start just fading away really fast, and you're going to wonder, what happened? Where are you, God? Well, it was you. You were, you were the dummy. You know, you're the one that was disobedient and got rooted up in pride because you started getting fat checks and uh, you forgot who was giving you those fat checks. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So um, I'm going to read a scripture. I know you've all heard of it. Um, but when we got to that conference, um, we were met by, and it's a big place. So the, pa- the fact that, I don't know if y'all know Pastor Eric Ganyan, but he's a pastor down there. He was at the table when we got there, and he walked us in the whole way and was talking to us. And um, we kind of just told him a little bit about ourselves and stuff while we were walking. But he, you know, he said, whatever you put your hands to, it'll prosper. You know, and you hear that, you know, all the time. And so when I came home, I was, you know, I, I went to studying on, you know, the scripture. And I'll go ahead and read it because um, it kind of goes, you know, beginning part. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law... He meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does, it shall prosper. So what he was saying about are you doing it under the anointing? Are you doing it as a kingdom business? Are you running your business as according to um, souls, you know, attaching it to souls. I think, um, actually, Pastor Rodney, when he came here, he, that's what he was talking about. Atta- your business will start flourishing when you're, you're attaching souls to that and attaching the kingdom to it. And that's really what he was talking about. But I, I went into even depth when it, um, you know, prosper. I looked up that word prosper, and there's a line um, under, like, you know, the original meaning. You can look up all, like, a lot of stuff. And there's one, one line that says, make prosperous, bring to successful issue. So to me, I was like, I need some issues in my business, some successful ones, you know, like whether I need to have more employees because we're doing so much in sales or, you know, we, we own a coffee shop and we're having a service worship there and there's miracles breaking out. We need a bigger place, you know, to where it's like your mindset is like way up there, you know, like a successful issue. And I thought that was kind of cool to, you know, I want to run into an issue because of success and being prosperous because I'm putting the kingdom first. We'll, uh, we'll start wrapping this up, but it's, um, you know, neither one of us came from, you know, really business owners. Like for me, business wasn't in my family. You know, it's like we didn't come, I didn't come from much money. Heck, right now I'm, I'm having to like kind of parent my parents, you know, and it's kind of a sad thing. But, um, you know, it's just a true testament to God's faithfulness and his favor. You know, when you remain obedient and, you know, just focused on the vision and the goal that he's putting in your heart, it's not always going to look the same, you know, maybe the you know, in 2016 when I decided to go get my DBA, you know, it doesn't, I didn't think it was going to flourish or even, you know, be where it's at now, but, you know, it's like, I I remained faithful in that, and I pursued God through that, I didn't pursue, you know, the wealth of the world, I just was like, Lord, what do you want me to do, and it was going to Tulsa, be a part of a missions ministry, and it was part-time for, for four years, it's really just been this past year where I've actually 
fully stepped into it full time and I've already seen just open doors and the favor of the Lord on it. And it's really cool because it's like, man, like we don't come from like, oh, well, we just got handed a silver spoon or here's a million dollars to launch out. Like I was working full time when I started this, you know, and it just was through relationships how it kind of kept growing. And just one thing to encourage, you know, as we we wrap up is um, to stay under the anointing. You know, we, there's there's a purpose for this. You know, there's a reason why, you know, the Deatons are, you know, passionate about bringing this together. There's a reason why, you know, Heritage of Faith is, is wanting to establish this, you know, at a higher level. And I think it goes hand in hand with the word of the, the year. You know, it's like now more than ever, it's time to just to blossom. And it goes back to Nikki's, Nikki's word from a couple Wednesdays ago about the almond blossom. And it's funny that, you know, he said believe in March when things are going to open and for me personally that's been the case it's been it's been so incredible but to stay under the anointing you know it we know spiritually not the church hop and things like that but stay around people you know that you can learn from or grow from you may not be in the same realm of business or anything like that but you're you're doing business you're doing kingdom business and it's at the end of the day you're dealing with people you know and and that's what God's heart is is people is souls all the other things, the skills, the talents, and finances, that, that just follows, but you're still dealing with souls. And then to, uh, you bloom where you're planted. So, I mean, to stay planted, to stay planted here. Yeah, you want to maybe launch, you know, different locations or different storefronts or, you know, you want to take this throughout the states or even beyond beyond the states, you know, go to the other nations. But never never forget like where you're rooted and where you're where you're planted because that's where you're going to continue to bloom from you know a tree starts from one spot and then it has branches it doesn't have you know three or four different stumps and it's the same tree coming in there so just you bloom where you're planted stay under the anointing never stop learning and growing and do you have a kingdom business or a castle business thank you thank you all Did that help y'all get something out of that? Uh, we want to have you, each of you share testimony, and, and each of will make time for that, you know, moving forward. Uh, Nikki passed around a sheet. Did you explain what the sheets were? Okay. Everybody f- make sure you fill out those sheets. And uh, We're also tossing around doing some podcasts, uh, you know, some some YouTube videos or whatever that we can send out that can encourage you and help you in your journey in business. And uh, the Lord, I was with uh, Dr. Savell, um, I, th- I can't remember if it was in Africa or in Florida, they're kind of all running together, but um, as I was uh, on the plane with him, the presence of the Lord came on me, and as he was studying, I was studying, and, uh, and so I got this message that I just want to encourage you with, and then I want to get into some practical things. Uh, and so I, when I wrote this down, I didn't even know when I would minister this, but then the Lord said, that's for kingdom builders. So this isn't something that I have uh, ministered, you know, several times or whatever. Uh, this is, he gave me that for, for this. Hot off, Hot off the press, yeah. Nikki hates when I like fumble around. She wants me to get right to the point. And if she could talk for me, it would be so efficient. <laughs> oh. So one of the, one of the things that, uh, yeah, 
Are y'all awake? Because y'all, y'all kind of, y'all kind of like uh, made, yeah, are you Kyle? Because Kyle and Brittany's like new and everybody just sits there and stares at them like, could encourage them a little bit, say amen or something. Y'all are going to have to apologize to them. Oh, y'all did so good up there. I really enjoyed your testimony. Um, Brother Hagen, 1980, had a, Word of the Lord, and and I'm going to just read this, just one line from it. He talked about this being, we're moving into the greatest manifestation of the Spirit of the world, or the Spirit of God that the world has ever seen. And he says, so in those days there shall come a mighty manifestation of the Spirit, and the work that God intended should be done in these last days shall be accomplished. So God's going to get His work done in these last days, and in order to get his work done, it takes money. There is no way around that. It takes money. Now, you could be one of those people that uh, ask other people for money, or you can be one that has the money. And that I believe that's what we're trying to you know, encourage you with in this room, or whatever idea or business that you're in, or maybe you just have a concept right now. And how to take the next step. And just go for it. Just go for it. Because the maximum is all about what can you believe for. So that, that hundredfold is out there for you to grab onto. But when someone says the word billionaire, I'll be honest, I'm not there in my faith where I can believe for a billion dollars. Now, I could tell you I'm believing for a billion dollars, but I would be lying. Because in my heart, I would doubt that I could believe for a billion dollars. Now, a million, no problem. Five million, ten million, you're stretching me. Do you see what I'm saying? So you have to, one of the things that we're doing here is trying to stretch your faith. Because uh, if you're believing for a hundred thousand, and that's, and that's way out there on your faith, then let's, let's figure out a plan to get you there to the hundred thousand. Let's, let's put a plan to your faith. That's called works. That's called works of faith, where you put a plan to your faith. Why well, I'm believing for hundred to make a hundred thousand. Well, how are you going to get there? How are you going to do that? Well, here's the pillars of what we believe in, in this group is number one that the Holy Spirit is the CEO of every company in here. The Holy Spirit is the CEO, the president of every company in here. We listen to Him. We're guided by Him. That's the way we live. It's not just how we live in our personal life. That's how we operate in business. It is by the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. We listen to Him. If we get up in a day and He says, don't go here, but go over there, then that's what we do. Because He gives the orders and we follow. And in that creates uh, divine appointments. And so, and that's what the blessing is doing in your life is, the blessing is empowering you to prosper. Dr. Savelle talks about this all the time. But number two, number one, we're led by the Holy Spirit, and He's our CEO, He's our president. Number two, we walk in the favor of God. And that means that we're blessed, but the favor gives us opportunities for the blessing to work in our life. And so that means divine appointments. That means, you know, one divine appointment, like I said, can change everything. You meet the right person at the right time, uh, Somebody had, they're not in here today, but they, they, they have a dream to do this certain thing. I'm not going to tell you what it is because then you might know who they are. 
but they have a dream to do this certain thing. And uh, they said, you know, it's kind of a clicky little group because you're trying to get in with these other people and these, this group of people goes out and drinks, but I don't do that. And so they were asking, you know, I'm not very good at going up and introducing myself and I'm not very outgoing. And, and I said, but you have the favor of God. And so you don't need to go meet everybody and, and, and shake everybody's hands. You need just need to meet one right person. That's it. Doesn't that break it down so simple? You just need that one divine encounter. And that's how how do we do that? Listen to the Holy Spirit and then walk in the favor of God because He's put favor on everybody. He's blessed everybody and favor comes with blessing. And so when I'm standing in front of somebody, I stand there with confidence. Not Yeah, I have confidence in in, uh, the job that I'm going to do or whatever for them. But my confidence is in God and that He's put me in this position. So therefore, I can relay that confidence to them because the blessing's on me. So if the blessing's on me, then that means I'm going to help you. So, Holy Spirit is our CEO president. Number two, we walk in the favor of God. We do this daily. This is a daily walk with Him. You wake up in the morning, Father, I thank you for divine appointments today. I thank you for favor of God today, for surprises. Number three, we are givers. You can't get around this. Uh, you, 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 you want to prosper in life and business. You're, you're a giver. That's the way the kingdom uh, operates. And then number four is we're hard workers. And so uh, my my friend from long past Wade Lombard, who came in here, that's one of the things he said was, "Hey, we're we're hard workers." And it was harder to, to uh, grow to six trucks than it was to grow to 86 trucks. Remember him saying that? Because you're, you're, you're trying to establish something. And, and when you're starting something, then you've got to work hard. And so there's, there's a window of opportunity that everybody has. And everybody's got that same window. You know? And a lot of times it's beating someone else. You've got an idea that nobody else has got. You know, you, you got to beat them out there and get out ahead of them so it takes them months or even years to catch up with you. So, the Holy Spirit, number one, we walk in favor. Number two, we are givers. Number three, and we're the hardest workers. I, I've listened to pastors and, uh, you know, having grown, I mean, we've been in ministry for, what now, 23 years? Really, what would be full-time ministry... Uh, uh, up until we moved here, we've never we had never been paid for full time ministry, and in fact, we had never been paid uh, for ministry at all. But we were working like we were full time youth pastors, associate pastors, worship pastors, business uh, administrators at our churches, and but the business was something that allowed us to be able to do both, and God has anointed us to do both, and uh, so you don't you don't ever want to get out of something. Uh, so, uh, what you think might be an anointing that y- you really get out of what you're called to do and, and be. But I said that I said that to say that um, we've been. This is something that we've that we've lived, and so this isn't like a a, a theory or I, I'm telling you those those four things right there. That's the way we live. You, when, when you just do Bible principles, and so, but what this what Kenneth Hagin was saying was. Um, 
For the time is short and things must be speeded up, he goes on to say. So that's, that means that we're in a day of acceleration right here. And some of the stuff I'm going to say today is prophetic. And uh, when, when we were in Ethiopia, uh, that, that came on me and, 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 I, and I spoke prophetically and that was something that was new and different, uh, but I knew it was from God. And I know this is a day that we're living in by the Spirit of the Lord where time is short. So things need to be speeded up. Which includes, he goes on to say, you will learn much faster spiritual things than those of yesteryear. And so the laws and principles of the kingdom will become so clear to us. You know, giving the laws of prosperity, the laws of healing, uh, and all the, all the pro- principles of the kingdom will become so clear to us and we'll learn it, and we'll just hit a click. And you, you could have sat under the word for the last 40 years, but all of a sudden, now you get it. You know, why didn't I get it 40 years ago? Well, it's the day that we live in, and God has given His people more understanding of how to operate in His, in his laws. And it says, He says, you will develop much faster, and it will be so with some that they'll just virtually mature Overnight. Why is that important? Because when you put the laws or the principles of the kingdom into your business, then not only are are you maturing overnight spiritually, but your business can mature overnight financially. Some of y'all missed what I just said. So when you mature overnight spiritually and you begin to understand the laws of the kingdom, then your business can mature overnight. You understand? Because it's a day of acceleration. So, it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. He has no sorrow to it. What that, that word sorrow means, another word is toil. And it's talking about someone that goes to work with the idea in mind that they have to provide for themselves. So there's this worrisome uh, anxiety of, I've got to provide myself, and that is toil which came in under the curse when sin came in and now and when God said now the, the ground is cursed and in toil you'll spend the rest of your days well then when Jesus came it says that he broke the curse of the law so God can do anything is what I'm trying to say there, there you go Nikki right to the point God God can do anything God can do anything I uh Recently, just went on a went to Ethiopia, met Tony over in uh, Africa, and this is the first time we spent extended time together. Pray for Tony that he had to spend time extended time with me. But uh, <laughs> but I, as I, I got to know him, he shared his testimony. But last this past year, he got into just cleaning office buildings. We're gonna have him uh, do a testimony next time. But he got into cleaning office buildings. And brought in hundreds of thousands of dollars with one connection. That wasn't anything that he's been doing. He does like he does like these plantation shutters. He wasn't even into that. But one divine connection, and boom, just like that. And so I'm saying, God can do anything. He can do anything. So I'm not going to put him in a box. And and one of the things for this is you walk out of here, and you're saying, I'm going for it because the time is short. You know, and uh, Revelation chapter 1, 
Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6, it says that, you've probably heard this, He has made us to be, if I can never get there, He has made us kings and priests to His God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. He's made us kings and priests. The word kings is actually interpreted kingdom. So He's made us a kingdom, but every kingdom has a king. So the two kind of go hand in hand. So when you talk about a kingdom, you have a king that rules over a kingdom. So that's why it says that He's made us to be kings and priests. But when I saw that, that it, that it means kingdom, Jesus said this. He said, my kingdom is within you. So you don't have to go over here and go over there. He's talking about, it's in Luke, but He says, my kingdom is within you. So God has now set up His whole kingdom and His whole system on the inside of us. The whole kingdom. Everything that's in the kingdom of God is in us. Jesus said, my kingdom is in you. That is amazing. If you think about that, that is amazing. The kingdom of God. Because when Jesus came, you know what he's teaching? The kingdom. He said the kingdom of God is such that. It's like a mustard seed. It's like this. It's like that. And he's speaking in parables so he can help people understand the kingdom of God. They said, they said, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven? Oh, you, you don't know what spirit or what kingdom you're of. That's not the way this kingdom operates. This is a kingdom where it's operated by love. And so he's telling us all about the kingdom. But then he says, my kingdom is within you? That means everything you need is on the inside of you. And so, uh, a kingdom, the definition of that is, and in this term means a rule of Christ in believers' hearts. So, if you are ruled by Jesus Christ, then you are operating in His kingdom. When you are ruled by Jesus Christ, you are... You are under His laws. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two laws hang all the law and the prophets. So that's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. You heard that? That's old uh, Ron Canoli. That's the kingdom of God. So when we operate in in these kingdoms, then, then He's made us to be kings and priests. But we have to walk in it, just like we got to walk in the blessing, just like we got to walk in the favor. That's all part of the kingdom of God that is in you. Say it's in you. Turn to your neighbor and say it's in you. Now I want you to look at this, and, and this is where we're going to challenge you here. In Psalm 107, he took me to this scripture, and all of this just ties right in. And it says, Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters. They see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. And when I read the Scripture, the Lord said to me, don't stay on the shore. But those that go down into the deep, they get on the sea and they go deep into the deep waters. 
It says that the Lord will take care of them and He will meet them there. When Peter stepped out of that boat, they were in the deep waters. And who met Peter there? Jesus. Too many people have stayed in the boat for too long. So now is the time, and this is where I'm, where I'm speaking prophetically. Now is a time, the time, to step out of the boat. Or to get in the boat, wherever you may be. You might still be on the shore. And you need to get in the boat and launch out for the deep waters. Because that's where God's going to meet you. I didn't know when we moved to Texas, what in the world we were moving here for. I didn't know. We didn't have a conversation with Dr. Savell. We didn't know why we were coming. But it wasn't until we took steps. We went to Nikki's dad and said, we have to leave. Where are you going? We're not sure. Until he made that clear that we were going to Texas. That was the next step. Okay, now you're going to Texas. Okay, we know we're going to Texas. I, we hadn't lived like this. I liked uh, you know, the same things. I had the same haircut girl. Since I moved to Michigan from 2001 all the way till I moved in 2019, the same haircut girl. I watched her get married, have three kids. I didn't like change. We lived in, we've lived in three houses our whole married life. I'm a person of like, you know, I don't like a lot of change. So... This was change. This was, okay, we're getting in the boat. We're on the shore here. We have faith, you know, to step out. We've got to get in this boat. We're not sure where this boat's going. And then the boat takes set sail. Then here comes Jesus walking on the water. Jesus, is that you? Yeah, come on out in the deep. And we step out of the boat. That's where we're at. You may still be on the shore right now, and it's time for you to get in the boat. If you've got a concept, if you've got an idea, what is the next step? You've got to step up. The Lord told me in Ethiopia, step up and step in to what God has for you. This is no time for God has given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so he says, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord. They, you will see the works of the Lord by going down, getting in the ship and going out into the deep sea. I don't know what that means for everybody. Two more scriptures. Luke chapter 19. Jesus, uh, let me see if I, I, I wrote down the wrong verse. Okay. Well, the, the scripture is, uh, Jesus tells them to occupy till he comes. Y'all know that scripture? He says occupy till he comes. The word occupy means do business. To go into that a, a little deeper, like my mom, I, I love my mom, she's in heaven, but uh, my mom, she, she was like, 
Eric, be ready. Be, be, be ready. She's like, be ready. You know, Jesus could come any time. You know, and so she, uh, for example, wouldn't go to the movie theater because that's how she brought up. So if she, if she went to the movie theater and the rapture came, she wasn't going in the rapture. That's what she believed, you know. And so, uh, well, she didn't play basketball in high school because if she wore pants or shorts above her knee and the rapture came, you know. So she got past that, but that's, that was kind of her background. And she would always say to me, be ready, be ready. And I was like, I, I used to think if I, I'm kind of on a rabbit trail here. But I used to think if I had one unconfessed sin and Jesus came, I wouldn't make the rapture. So at every meal, I was like, Lord, bless our food and forgive me of my sins, even, even the ones I don't know about. In Jesus' name, amen. But she, my point is, she was always, be ready, be ready, be ready. Well, because she thought Jesus was coming any time, 1988, 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1988. They even pinpointed a week in September. I was on my knees the whole week, <laughs> praying, being, being ready. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, she thought, well, what's the point that Jesus come back so soon? Especially as you get into what we're, we're getting into, like in today's service. You're like, whoa, man, Jesus come back anytime. Rack up the credit card debt because, hey, we can't take it with us, right? <laughs> so let's enjoy life. So bad. And then 20 years later, you got $40,000 of credit card debt at 28%. And you're filing chapter 13. And so we can't have that mindset. So Jesus tells us, <laughs> I love you, Mom. But you know I'm talking, you know I'm telling the truth. What are you saying? Jesus is saying, occupy till I come or do business. The opposite of this is being fruitless. Now this is what it's this is what it describes in the Greek. The opposite is being fruitless because of you refusing to make trades. So doing business is about, it's, it's defined as to make gain. So one of the questions the IRS asks ask, uh, someone in their questionnaire as they're going to uh, secure a corporation, you can start as an individual person which is a sole proprietor, okay? Or you can incorporate, you can do an LLC, which is probably the easiest thing that you can do as far as business goes. But one of the questions the IRS asks is, is this a hobby or is this a business? And basically what they're saying is, is do you want to make money? Do you want to make gain? Because it's great to have you know, a positive message and, and bless people and all of that. But do you want to make gain monetarily? And so that's, that's the uh, definition of doing business. It's exchanging one thing for another for gain. It is making a good trade. This, these are Greek definitions of do business till I come. So it's talking about was is you know is it okay to make money? Well, you know how many worldly people have so much money and they do nothing with it. They're sick. They're they're uh, 
their marriage is a mess, their life is a mess, they're depressed, they're killing themselves. But if we get the money in the hands of God's people, then we should know what to do with it. You know, there's a greater purpose. You can even go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't, I don't need a million dollars, but if you give it to me, I'll give it. But you need to start being faithful with 100000 or 500000 or even 50000 But if, if you're start looking to start a business and you don't at least have a goal to make 100000 you need to you need to raise your level of thinking. I'm challenging you to raise your level of thinking that you need this business needs to do at least 100000 So how do we get there? And then that's the practical part where now we can back up and be practical with what that's going to take. You can sit in your office behind a desk and have the best ideas. In the prettiest office, the cleanest desk, or the messiest desk. But sitting behind that desk is not making you money. Right? You know, it requires, that's when it requires our part. Well, God, the Holy Spirit tells me what to do, His part. The favor of God's on me, His part. Uh, I'm a giver, that's my part. And I work hard, that's my part. So if there's God's part and there's our part, and when you put those parts together, it becomes supernatural. What happens? So He says, do business till I come. So a business is... Uh, how many of you in here, by a show of hands, you have a product or you have a service? If you have a product, raise your hand. You have a product that you sell. Raise your hand. All right, a few people have a product. Okay, Betty, what's your product that you sell? Investments. Okay. And Tony, your product is? Window treatment. That's a product. So he goes in, he shows he shows a, a blind, for example, a plantation shutter, whatever. Shows it. You're buying this product, okay? Who else has a product? What's your product? Yeah, did you raise your hand? What's your product? What did she say? Yeah, I'm talking to Marty. Blankets? Okay, blanket, that's a product. So that's something I, I go in, I physically show, this is my blanket. And how much do you sell your product for? $80? And then, uh, Kyle, what's your product? Garage doors, gate openers, and garage door openers. So when he goes into uh, somebody's home, you know, he's showing a show and tell. These are the different garage doors you can have. You can have the one that has the little cross, or you can have the ones that have the squares. We have three windows at the top on this one, and, and four windows at the top on that one. Those are the ones where I go, I don't care. And Nikki's like, oh, no, no, no. Um, it's going to be this one right here. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about somebody that has a service. You have a service. What's your service? You book travel for people. That's a good service. People are traveling all the time. What's your service? House cleaning. That's a great service. Now, let's talk about house cleaning for a minute. Yeah, well, I need my house clean. What's that girl's name? <laughs> so let's talk about house cleaning for a second. Are there, are there other house cleaning agencies? Yes. 
You're a house cleaning agency. Okay, so when you're talking about house cleaning as service, then what sets you apart from someone else? What sets you apart from someone else? Ah, so like 100% satisfaction guarantee. What's your, what's your, uh, what did I just say? What sets you apart? You have low overhead. Right. Now, <clears throat> a lot of times when you have a product, let's take let's take the blinds because that's an easy picture for everybody. Is it okay if I say blinds or do you have a prof- more professional word? That's okay. Window treatments. Okay, so let's take the let's take blinds because that paints a picture. Imagine the plantation shutters. Okay, that's a nice product. Now he can have a nice product, right? But somebody else can have that same product. Do they? Are you the only one that has the product that you have? So he's not the only one that has the product that he has. So what sets you apart? You've got your product, but what sets you apart is the what. Yeah, so he's going in saying, here's our product, but also we're going to provide for you the best service, right? Because he's saying, exactly what she's saying, I'm going to guarantee my work. This is what sets me apart. The Christians should be the ones where when we go in, we we set the bar high, Right. right? We set the bar high for people. And so when... Uh, Tony came into our house and put up blinds. Uh, were our windows all perfectly symmetric? No, they were not. They were, yeah, shutters, plantation shutters. And so he, he had to go through and measure the windows and, and then customize these shutters. That, that's a, an extra step, right, that, that the competitor may not be doing. Somebody else that had a did you say you had one? Uh... Yeah, it could be both. Somebody at this table. You run what? Title. Like for mortgage. Yeah. For big brokers. So, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a, so how, how do you, how would you go about growing that business, for example? How would she grow about growing? Let's say it's your business. I don't know if it is. Is it? Okay. So it's your business. Ideas of how you would grow a title business. Yes. Networking with other big brokers. So you have a broker. You've made him happy with your service. If, if I did a good job for you, hey, give me three people I could call. Come on, buddy. Right? 
And so when we're looking at uh, growing financially, these are small things that we can break down. So in other words, let's say, uh, I don't, don't tell me, but let's just hypothetically say that a quarter million dollars comes into the title company through doing titles. All right? Maybe she's happy with a quarter million dollars. Okay? But she came to Kingdom Builders, and she learned, you know what? It's just time to go for it. And even if I don't need the money, the church needs the money, God's people need the money, there's, there's people in Africa that need the money, and I want to do this for God. So I want to grow for God. GFG. I just made that up. So she says, if I do 350 this year, Lord, I'm going to give you that 100 over that 250 I made. But how do I get that extra 100? Well, I need, uh, she may determine, well, I need three more, uh, what, what do you call them, realtors? I need three more brokers. I got to get three more brokers because my average broker brings in X amount of dollars. So you break this thing down practically, and then it doesn't become this big number. Oh, another $100,000. That's like a 40% increase. That's, that's huge. No one in our industry does that. Exactly. It's a time of acceleration. It's a time of the maximum. Hey, go out in the deep water, and the Lord will work there. Right? So how about somebody that uh, you have an idea right now that you come in, you have an idea for business, and you haven't, you haven't maybe, maybe you've even got a corporation. Is there anybody like that? Idea, an idea. No one? E-Rock? Are you going to share? Okay, this idea is now double secret, and no one can copy it. <laughs> you may not want to share it. I don't know. Okay, what's your, so what's your idea? I'm going to put this in the mic so that... For the Barry White voice. So, uh, as a banker, I work with a different type of... All type of clientele in different ages. And for the more seasoned generation, um, sometimes it's hard for them to get their IDs out of their wallet. That's a real struggle for a lot of people. So, I saw someone who had a piece of tape on hers. I was like, man, that's so smart. How could I create that? So I've been thinking of a way that either you sell it solely and you attach it to the uh, ID itself or it comes within wallets because the little finger slot thing, that, that doesn't work because it's always stuck. It's adhesive that sticks on there after whatever. So just wait it. you can just bloop, pop it out. But that's been on my mind for five years. There's a lot of buzz at this table as you were talking about that. So hang on. What were you saying? I was saying that is me all the time. Finally, I just give my wallet to Wells Fargo and say, look, I've tried. You're just going to have to accept my wallet. And so, and then I had to get tweezers. So you're on to something. So what's, with his idea, what's his next step? Okay. <laughs> it's only a $250 consulting fee right over here. <laughs> what was, yeah. He says he's a Shark Tank fan. This is Anthony. Uh -huh. 
just far as patents and uh, it hasn't been done before and just going through the legal piece of it, I would think that's the next step before you even launch out. A patent. Have you considered doing that? Yeah. Say, say again. I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, create a prototype. Yeah. And then you could do that. Um, if you were to do a patent, does anybody know the easiest route to that? Yeah. And, and even in creating a corpora- corporation, you know, if you, if you have an in-person t- attorney, that's great. There's, a, there's also, are you an attorney? Oh, you have a patent? What did you do with your first one? He said he has a patent. He went to Washington. He flew into Washington. They didn't have anything that he had. Right. So uh, then I got an attorney right there in D.C. actually that did patents. And they did another search and, again, didn't find what I did. So I got uh, a first-time ever patent for this product that I got. Awesome. Now what's your next step to moving that product? So what you need, you have a product, and you need sales, right? You redesign, and then you need sales. Do you have someone in mind that can sell it? That now that some of you laugh, but as a bit owner of the business, if you're not if you're not the one that goes out and sells it first, how will you ever believe in it? You know, and then eventually you hope that it becomes so busy where you can't do that. But, and you, you're probably a guy that would love to sit and think of new ideas and have someone out selling for you. Is that right? There you go. Right? So these are, these are practical uh, steps getting in the boat or of stepping out on the water. You know, And the, this scripture in Psalms 107 says, you do that, God meets you there. You do that, God meets you there. One last scripture. Can you handle one more? Daniel, Daniel chapter 7. <clears throat> Verse 13. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days. They brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. So we said what? The kingdom is where? It's in us. It's an everlasting kingdom that shall not be destroyed. The kingdom is in you. It's an everlasting kingdom that shall not be destroyed. Everybody can get to a place where you can... Uh, I remember sitting in an interview. I'm 23 years old. And we're in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, I had just been with this company for seven months. 
And uh, so I go to this interview, and th- this guy says, if you do exactly follow the system, then you'll make $100,000 uh, in 18 months. And so we began to uh, pitch an idea or a concept of something that had never uh, been done in fundraising in schools. Fundraising in schools was chocolate, it was uh, cookie dough, and things like that that have been around for 50 years. And so we began to pitch a product where people would give a, uh, a discount, a coupon, the kids would sell it, the, the people that uh, gave the coupon, the restaurant, would get business out of it, the kids would make money from it, and then the co- consumer would save money. So it was kind of a win-win for everybody. So we were pitching an idea. And we proved that idea, right? And it worked. And we began to make uh, schools more money than they had ever made. And so 1000 bucks used to be great for a, a fundraiser, and now we were making them 5000 And then we figured out how to make them 10 and we figured out how to make them 20 And now we have schools that make 50 to 100 And so... Uh, with all that being said, you can get to a place where you go, you know, we're comfortable. And, uh, you know, we don't, we can just keep doing what we're doing. And you can kind of put on cruise control. And uh, honestly, uh, I got to a place where, you know, that was me. And so with this word of the Lord, and then I went to a church with Dr. Savell in Alabama, and the pastor got up and said, 2023, a year to be free. And he talked about being debt-free. Well, everybody kind of just says, you know, I'm going to have a house payment and and reconciles. You're going to have a house payment. You may be okay with a car payment. That's just part of doing life. Well, it doesn't have to be. You know? And so I began to, uh, I came home with that, and it was just kind of just stirring in my spirit, and, and we need to get serious about getting out of debt. You know, we have a home mortgage, and, and so there were accounts or schools that, um, I've been doing this for 25 years, so I don't go necessarily cold call, everybody know what cold call means? I don't necessarily do that anymore, I can, I can send a text to one of my clients, because I've been around so long and say, hey, do you have such and such as number or can you get me some, something? And I can send a text or three texts and get three deals. But there were some schools that I just, I don't need to go in there anymore. They, they had copied my product and were printed on their own. Well, we developed a new app and uh, during COVID, it caused us, because schools... Uh, shut down, it caused us to be more proactive uh, to new ways to fundraise. And so I figured out that I could fundraise sitting in my shorts at the kitchen counter and make schools $30,000 and not leave my house. And so we we evolved through 2020 and developed this app. Well, long story short, Nikki's like, too late. Long story short, this guy that I got into this app with would not listen to me, wouldn't do anything that I told him to do. And we had this group of 100 and some 50 independent sales reps that I was trying to get on board with this, and he, he wouldn't do anything I told him to do. 
so I made some money on that, but then, but then, meanwhile, there was another guy that developed the same app that was doing everything that I was trying to get this guy to do. But I invested money in this one. And so uh, I realized this guy was doing, and he was getting all of our guys on board. And so I went to this guy because I was like, Lord, why would you have me get in with this guy who wouldn't even listen to me? But what it did was it created uh, money through COVID that wouldn't have been there. Then what happened, what the Lord did was he got back all my investment money from that guy. He gave it back to me. And I still get a check from him every month. Then, this other app that was developed, every time somebody buys something in that app, I get 11 and a half cents per, tra- per transaction that happens in that app for every transaction. Well, they're projecting 2 million transactions this year. And so that would be brand new money. What was that? Led by the Holy Spirit. The favor of God, giving, and our work. And so, then, now that app, I'm taking into schools that I haven't been in before, that I haven't gone into in years. They, they copied my product. They've been doing it themselves. Now I'm going into it and saying, here's what we got. And they're going, whoa. I pick up four, four new accounts that will make us another $50,000. Hello? While traveling to Africa, uh, 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 Australia, Florida, and all over, this is happening. And I'm just telling you that it's the same increase that can be on your life if you choose to walk in it and step into the boat or step out on the water. All right, last thing. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. And ever and ever. And then it goes on to say, and the time came, uh, let me read it to you, the whole verse. Until the ancient of days came, a judgment was made in favor of the saints. That's you. And it says, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Remember Jesus said, my kingdom is within you. But I'm not sure how many people have possessed In other words, everything that you need is on the inside of you. I'm not sure how many of us understand that and have taken it and received it and possessed it. And so this is the time. It says, the time came. Now's the time. Now's the time to possess the kingdom of God and allow the kingdom of God to cause increase promotion in your life, increase abundance far above anything that you can imagine or think. As big as you can think, God thinks bigger. And He's always challenged us to go for exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So today is about helping you to think bigger. To think out into the deep. And then you work your way back of how what the steps are to get, to, to get out there. But He told Joshua... When he says, I've given you this land. He says, you, you go now and possess the land. He, the land had been given to them. The Lord's given you the blessing. He's given you favor. And he's really, he's given us this land. Since the beginning of time. 
When He created man, He said to Adam, Fill the earth. Fill the earth. Not a region, not a city, not even a country. The whole earth. The whole earth He had given man to roam and fill. And I believe that today is, is the time that we've entered is to take background that Satan has taken. Because the Bible says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And Isaiah 60 is all about the end days that we live in. Gross darkness on the people. Darkness cover the earth. Gross. There's never been a darker day. That means there's going to be a financial inversion and if you are one that have put yourself in position, in other words, if you stepped into the boat, or you've launched out into the deep sea, and now it's time to step out of the boat, you put yourself in a position for God to do the work in the deep waters. So he says to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Take the next step. Take the next step. And then take the next step. Whatever that is for you. And I want to give you a couple minutes right now to take out a sheet of paper. And for you, we talked a little bit practically about different businesses. And for you, what's that next step? Maybe you know the next three steps. And just take a moment and write those down. I'm not going to have you turn that in. That's for you. But I am going to pray over them when you're done. So right now, if you're listening to this by on the app or uh, you're hearing the audio message of this, why don't you do that wherever you're at, at work or at, in your home, Take, take a couple minutes, write down the next step for you. What's your next step to grow this? What's, what's your next three steps? So maybe you haven't actually stepped in the boat yet. Well, I'm going to step in the boat. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a commitment. The first thing is to make a decision. Hey, we're going to roll with this. That's what we're doing here in the building. We're writing things down. Taking them on there. Possess the kingdom. It's an aggressive pursuit. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And now you can just ask the, the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, lead me today. Where's my divine appointment? What's my next step? Something that may have even been a dream or a concept that the Lord gave you years ago. Well, you were getting ready to You were getting ready to take a major step, weren't you? 
Are you still thinking about it? I was just reminding you. Everybody got it? Place your hand on top of it. Father, I set myself in agreement for every next step, every every goal, every dream right now in Jesus' name. And I just speak the blessing of the Lord over this. I speak favor over this. Father, as we put our faith, this thing comes alive. Lord, it becomes so clear. I, I pray, Father, for the clarity. I mean, things become so clear right now. And Lord, that you, uh, even in the night, you give dreams and visions, because that's what Joel says on these last days you'll do. And we thank you for it, Father. So we just speak to these things to come to come alive. Lord, that th- these things will come off the paper, and it will be reality. And then it'll be time to take another step, and another step, and another step. We thank you, Lord, for challenging us today to grow. God never, God will never have you be complacent. He's always a forward thinker. He's always thinking big. And he thinks such good things about you, Jeremiah 29, 11. He knows the thoughts and plans he has toward you. Thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And Father, I thank you that the future of kingdom builders here in Crowley, Texas, Heritage of Faith, the future is bright. Lord, and we thank you that we have kingdom builders here. Father, that you put in each of us a heart for the kingdom, to build the kingdom of God. That that this money not not just be uh, something that's monetary, Father, but it's something, Lord, that changes lives. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to bring up uh, Nikki for announcements and to fix anything that I messed up. Recently, Eric and I did, um, um, for the church here, they're doing Winning Conversations, the podcast every Friday that comes out. If you haven't checked that out, get in your church center app, hit watch or listen, and go down to Winning Conversations and hear some of the testimonies of the people in this church. It's amazing. But Eric and I just did one for them. They asked us to do one as a couple. And uh, one of the last things they always ask is, you know, how are you winning in life or how is your spouse winning in life? And um, pretty much my answer was, um, Eric, one thing I've never, I didn't say this in the broadcast, but one thing I've never heard him say is, I just don't know how, or I just don't think it can, or I've never heard him say those words, not one time. So I just want to remind you as, you know, from what he said and from what Dr. Savell said today, First John 2.20 says, and I want you to hear this personally to you. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. You have an anointing. And you know all things. So get rid of the phrase, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I just don't know what we're going to do. I, I just don't know what God's asking. I just... You have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. Yeah, we've, uh, when we've found ourselves saying that, I, I mean, I don't know. It's sometimes a filler phrase. 
but a horrible confession. So we, we've started correcting each other. Yes, you do know. And so start slapping yourself. Say, yes, I do know, because the Holy Spirit tells me. Teaches us all things, it all says. Things. So with that, you know, pray in tongues. If you don't know yet what to do, you have an anointing from the Holy One. So take advantage of your secret weapon and start praying in tongues. The more you pray in tongues, the more God can deliver the mystery. The mysteries are found with time with God in the deep places. You know, Eric will say, you don't have any problems, which is R.W. Schoenbeck's original phrase. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. You don't have any problems. All you need is time with God. You just need to get some answers in. To get those answers, you need time with God. So he's given you practical things, and you wrote down some things, your next steps naturally probably that you need to do. But you've got to do the spiritual things as well. And there's no way around it, kingdom builders. There's no way around praying in tongues. There's no way around spending time in the Word. Not if you want to go where God wants to take you. Now, if you want to go where the rest of the world is going, you follow them. But God can take you there faster and higher than they can do. And he just wants, he says, he says things in his word like, prove me in this. Or prove the perfect, acceptable, perfect will of God. But it takes time. It just takes time getting with him. Or it takes time, like what you just put on paper. I lo- I, what I love about church is sometimes we just give you time. Sometimes you just need a break to have time to write down those things you've been circling in your brain, but not written down. And now that you've written them down, right, the vision can speak, right? You've got to write it down so that you can see it. Put it somewhere. Put these things that you just wrote down somewhere. You're going to see it every day. You're going to answer to it every day. And then if you don't, it's nobody's fault but ours, right? If we don't take the next step, if we don't do what we know to do, there's a knowing in you of what you should do next. And you know, and I I don't want to let it go without saying, there have been many, many times in my life that I haven't gotten the greater till I let go of the great. Sometimes you've got to let go of what you have to go where God wants you to go. And that might be, it might have been a little bit of what you're saying about being complacent. You know, we can't be complacent. Be sa- I mean, you can be satisfied. One thing I know in Eric's business, when we got satisfied, competitors came in. And then we had to work. And then you scurry to work. Whereas if you just stay close to God and be talking about your business with him and you have this grow for God mentality, then he's going to tell you things to come. He's gonna, like there, You've heard his testimony. God will tell you where to go, where a competitor just was, and you come and you save your business. God will minister those things to you if, if you do your due diligence. And that's part of the hard work. It's not just natural hard work. It's praying tongues. On your way to a client, pray in tongues. When you go in the room, pray over the room. You know, kick that devil right out. We have authority, and we have to fight with the weapons we've been given. So don't forget about all these great weapons we have. You have an anointing from the Holy One. You know all things. Amen? Amen. All right, the next meeting. I want to give you the next meetings. I just put them in here. We've had them scheduled, but for some reason I forgot to put them in our Kingdom Builders group. So they are now in there in case you want to look under events. The next business meeting is June 4th. And then October 8th and then December 3rd. All in here now in case you need them. Now, remember, as Eric's schedule, I mean, usually 
if we have a guest speaker, we don't need Eric. But <laughs> if, if we need Eric, then his schedule is uh, dependent on Dr. Savelle's schedule. So these dates, we have these fixed in there for you, but they are a little dependent on what happens to Eric. Thank you everyone for showing up today after we had to reschedule because he was home this week and, and uh, wasn't the last time. So thank you so much for coming today. And anything else then? Love you all. Love you all. We're praying over your businesses. Keep speaking those Abundant Life Confessions. I will put these links to, if anybody wants um, the links to how to start a business or tax deductions for, for small businesses, I'm going to put those links in the resources. So you can just go into the, you go into the Kingdom Builders group, click on resources, and you'll find those links in there. And I'll put those in there this afternoon for you. Okay? Let's pray before we go. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the information you've blessed us with. Father, I thank you that you are encouraging us always to go for it. Father, you know exactly what you've placed in our hearts, the desires of our hearts, and you know how to get us there. And this is our year for the maximum. So, Father, we just put our faith in that phrase, that maximum. And, Father, we purpose that we will not go this year without experiencing it. Father, we are ready to see you perform your word in our lives, and we're not going to let you down. Father, we will be quick to listen and quick to obey what you tell us to do. And, Father, I thank you that each person that goes out of here goes out blessed, Father. I thank you that they go out, Father, with your word in their hearts and a determination in their hearts, Lord, to prove this will you have for us called the maximum. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be blessed.